Let's go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Writes for The Athletic as an MLB newsletter called The Windup. Also uh, you know, used to cover the Rangers as well. So he's a good guest for tonight. Levi Weaver joining us here at 92.3 The Fan. Levi, thanks for giving us a few minutes. Hey, I'm glad to do it. How are you guys? We're good. Uh, right now, before we get to the Rangers and what's going on there, we're, we're going over Shane Bieber. And I don't know if you saw the news or not in the past hour or so, but Bieber underwent an MRI in his right elbow and his forearm, and he's not going to make his next start now. The team's awaiting test results. They said he's been irritable, irritable for three to four outings now. He had a lower pitch count. I We've been talking Shane Bieber trade for about a month now. We, we beat everybody to the gun here, Levi. But uh, uh, something like this probably means the Guardians can't trade Shane Bieber. Am I wrong? Yeah, that was the first thing that crossed my mind. It was less about the, the Guardians' chances at the AL Central and more about like their the rumors that they might trade him at some point. Yeah, I mean, this absolutely puts a, a hamper on that, obviously depending on the the results of the MRI. You can hope for the best and hope that it's just inflammation and he'll be fine in a week or two. But, I mean, geez, we got, what, like 17, 18 days to the trade deadline. So if he's going to if he's gonna be tradable, he's going to have to get that way quick. Yeah, I'd even wonder, you know, Bieber's looked as bad as I've ever seen him pitch. I've been watching him for years, Levi. He's looked, he's uh, ERA near four. It hasn't been pretty. I'm like, part of me is like, okay, Maybe you hope something is there, so it explains why he's been so bad. But if he comes back clean bill of health, then you're still paying. You're, you're paying for a guy that, sure, he's healthy, but he hasn't been good then. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? I mean, maybe the best case scenario for Cleveland is that if he is healthy, but this scares off other teams, then you know maybe he's back to being his best by October when mm-hmm. when Cleveland wins the AL Central with a record of what, like eighty-two and eighty <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe that's the best case scenario there. But yeah, I mean, you never want guys to go through things like this. You want to always have your full range of options available to you, and certainly puts a puts a damper, I'm sure, on uh, on the plans, whether that be to compete or whether that be to trade him. Uh, the Rangers are not going to win the division with 82 wins. We know that. Uh, how did this team? It's got to be more than Bruce Bochy. Explain to me how this team went from what they were last year to where they are this year. Yeah, I think it actually kind of started when John Daniels was in town. I think he, you know, never got enough credit here, probably due to some of the, you know, JD versus Nolan Ryan uh, narrative from a few years ago. But they, where it really all started is that things didn't go right for them. They had a young core of guys that they expected to be the next wave. It was, you know, Nomar Mazzara, Rubenet Odor, Chichi Gonzalez, Joey Gallo, and like of those. And, and there were others, but a lot of those guys didn't pan out. And so rather than just hit the restart button again and do a traditional rebuild, they really kind of did it backwards where they, they started, you know, with the, with their young, young prospects in a ball and double a, then they went out and they signed Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. And they thought, well, let's get our superstars here. Let's let these guys, when they come up, come up in a clubhouse that has some guys to, to follow around. And, you know, they did that again this off season with Jacob deGrom and Nate Valdi. And now those young guys are starting to hit the big league. You've seen Josh Young have a really good rookie mm-hmm. season. There are other guys that are just kind of right on the verge. Uh, you hope Jack Leiter is going to put it together at some point. But, you know, Owen White has made his big league debut this year. So it's kind of a backwards way of going about a rebuild. And I think it was done almost as a response to the first rebuild not working so great. Um, so I think a lot of that started when J.D. was here. But I think also Chris Young brings – you know, what we hear from other people in the front Rangers front office is that he was a pretty determined competitor when he played and kind of brings that same attitude to the front office. Like he wants to win. He grew up a Rangers fan. He played for the Rangers. Like this is his home and he's sick of seeing the Rangers lose. And like, good for him. And you can convince ownership to invest the kind of money that, that they have. Uh, I think that has gone a long way towards really 
digging in their heels and going for it. How did the prognosticators get this team so wrong? Well, because nobody's really ever tried it this way before that I can remember. You know, it's anytime anybody does something sort of new and weird, it's, you know, it's the same reason the prognosticators never think that the Rays are going to be great and then they come out and they are. Um, you know, me watching this team, I, and I tend to be an optimist, I think, but I, I could kind of see it developing. And I, I was saying in the offseason, like, I think they're going to be better than people think. Chris Young was saying all offseason, like, we plan to compete. We, we plan to be a, a playoff team. We're probably not yet to our peak. We're not going to, you know, really expect to win the division, but we plan to be a playoff team this year. And it seems like that's what they've done. But, I mean, I don't I don't blame prognosticators. you got to go on oh, yeah, what you've sure. seen. And, you know, that's it was just kind of a new way of going about it. What, what do you think is the new way? What, what, what is weird and unique about this team? Well, just, I mean, the, like I said, the way that they sort of brought in the superstars first and let mm-hmm. the young guys come in underneath. Because a lot of times you'll see team building happen where they – go through this long and hard rebuild, like, you know, like Houston did, where they lose 100 games yeah. for you know, five, six, 100 years in a row, get all those top draft picks. And then once they are to a point where those guys all start to hit the big leagues at the, at the same time, then they go out and they get their superstar. Then they go in and bring that extra piece that they think is going to put them over the top. Justin Verlander is your, I guess, Zach Granke was one of those guys. You know, so to do it in reverse, I think, was kind of an unusual uh, plan for the Rangers. What are the realistic chances the Rangers end up with Shohei Otani at the deadline? Uh, none. None? No. No. I mean, I, I for the Angels to trade him, first of all, it's going to have to be such a huge overpay because they're not just trading a good player. They are trading the face of the franchise, which you would have never thought, you know, four years ago when Mike Trout was and, you know, to some extent still is Mike Trout. But Otani is not just the face of the franchise, but he's also like a lot of their, you know, viewing dollars and advertising dollars they basically got the entire country of japan watching that team so it's more than just trading the player i think they would like to keep him i think if they're realistic they would say that they probably won't keep him but since when has Artie moreno ever done anything because it's realistic you know so so i don't think they'll trade him in the first place but if they do to trade him in division i think the the cost would be even prohibitively higher and then at that point you're the rangers you built toward this this long window of contention where you do have a really good farm system. Now, you know, you can probably trade for a good starting pitcher. You probably can't trade for Otani without completely bankrupting the farm system. Yeah. I mean, Bieber might've been on your list before everything that we just talked about. Yeah, absolutely. I think Bieber was there. I think Stroman probably was there with the Cubs. I think even weirdly, like depending on how uh, amenable Steve Cohen is to sort of, Taking a step back, I think even Verlander and Scherzer might be available. But yeah, I don't, I don't think Otani is, and if he is, I certainly don't think he's available to a division opponent. Levi, we'll check you out with the wind up. Of course, your your baseball newsletter for the Athletic. I appreciate you so much giving us a few minutes, and uh, we'll catch up with you later. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. A great insight right there from Levi Weaver. Of course, of the Athletic, covered the Rangers for a really long time. Now is doing a baseball newsletter, national baseball newsletter for the Athletic.